Did you know that building a deep and satisfying connection with others doesn't have to be toxic to them or to you? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a faith-based life coach. I've been married for over 30 years in a row, and I'm the host of Untoxic Positivity, a podcast where we explore a more positive approach to great relationships with your in-laws. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of connecting with others around us. So if you're hoping to figure out a way to get your kids to choose the right life partner, or if you just want to stop dreading the family get-togethers, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and start living your most connected life today. And welcome back. It's been a while since I've put out a uh, an episode for Untoxic Positivity. I've been uh, doing a lot of different things. I'll talk maybe a little bit about some of that. But um, I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to start putting um, episodes out at, probably once a week, maybe a little bit more often. And we're going to talk about how to make sure that your kids choose the right life partner. <laughs> uh, it's going to be fun. So uh, let me tell you a little bit about one of my experiences. I have two kids that are married right now and I have a third who is dating somebody and it's getting a little bit uh, serious. And so I just want to tell you kind of what my experience has been. And we'll talk about my oldest first. Um, we'll talk about Allison. Allison is, um, she's been married for eight years and I love her. I love her son. I love my son-in-law, her husband. And, um, let me tell you how that all came about. And, um, we'll talk maybe, maybe as time goes on about how, um, how that has been a great opportunity for me and for my family. So when Allison was 11 years old, I have five kids. And if you've listened to my other podcast, Chocolate Cake Bites, where we talk about really, uh, I've talked about a lot of different things, but really that's uh, the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living, living the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, not so much coaching, life coaching, uh, relationship coaching. That's what this podcast is for. But Allison at age 11 years old was, uh, like many 11-year-olds, maybe a little bit difficult. That's probably a, a fair word for it. My sweet wife, when Allison was 11 years old, came to me and said, when she turns 12, one of us is moving out. And I thought, uh, this is not, <laughs> this is not the direction that I think my family should go. So, um, 12 is just a tough age. And so is 27. And, and so is just about every age. It's tough in different ways. So we survived it. Allison was um, able to kind of discover who she was. It was great watching her grow into that. And we kicked her out. <laughs> we didn't really kick her out. But she graduated high school. She ended up going to college. And um, that transition gets to be, uh, it's, it's fun in a lot of ways watching kids grow up and grow into their own, become the, the person that they were meant to be. And it can be a little bit scary as well. I think it's fun on both sides. I think Allison was ready to move on. And, um, maybe I'll share some stories at some point about some of the, the specific things that, that we experienced there. But a part of that transition, my sweet wife was giving Allison some life advice. And it wasn't 
specifically life advice. It was life advice, but it was really relationship advice. I think it was given in a little bit of a um, a, a moment of frustration. <laughs> And maybe not frustration in the moment, but frustration from all the moments that uh, we'd ha- <laughs> that we'd had with her as she was growing up. And the the advice it wasn't really advice; it was more of a curse. <laughs> I've heard a lot of parents use this curse. I think my mom used it on me, and um, Marcine, my sweet wife, decided that she was going to give Allison this curse as well, and and she calls it. The mother's curse. I think I've heard other people call it the same thing, the mother's curse. This is the promise that you are going to have a kid just like you. Now, <laughs> the curse is is really not intended to do anything other than just create some satisfaction for the parents. Um, Brendan, my number two. Uh, number two child, not necessarily my number two favorite, though they may argue <laughs> where everybody fits in that in that hierarchy. But Brendan, uh, when he was about 17, 18 years old, had just recently gotten his Eagle Scout Award, and it was the day that he was going to have the Court of Honor. The Court of Honor is the meeting where the award is presented to him. There's some ceremony that is involved in that, um, and there's kind of a structure to that meeting. And Brendan had taken the responsibility to plan the meeting, which meant he was the one who was supposed to arrange the venue. He was supposed to arrange the speakers and the the presenters and make sure that the award was there and make sure that uh, there were refreshments and that sort of thing. And we were about 30 minutes before this meeting, and I had no idea what the details were. I had no idea. And I was so frustrated that I called my mom. That is always a bad idea. And so I called my mom and I said, Mom, I cannot believe that this is what's going on. He hasn't told us anything. He wasn't even home at the time to um, answer questions. He was, I think, already at the venue, at the church where we were having the the court of honor. And um, not sure if he was even answering phone calls, answering questions. And so I was just so irritated. And... I called my mom just to vent, just to get a little bit of sympathy. And my mom laughed at me. (laughs) She laughed. She said, yep, that sounds just like something you would do. And I I realized there's no point in arguing with her. There's no point in trying to justify my frustration or my position on why I was so irritated by this. Because all she was going to do is see how that was exactly like me. So... My mother's curse came to fruition. Marcine had given Allison the the mother's curse as well. And so as a father, I was the one who was driving her out to college, dropped her off, and I just felt like there's not much that I can add to the mother's curse. She was uh, a freshman in college, not in any kind of a relationship. The mother's curse seemed like something that would be so far down the road that it may not even be uh, valuable in me reinforcing that. And so um, I thought, what can I offer? What can I say that would be meaningful, but also kind of reinforce the point that <laughs> you're, you're sometimes kind of a pain. And I think that's what we oftentimes get with our kids and with our spouse and with our parents and with each other. 
sometimes even in the deepest relationships, sometimes some, sometimes those people are a bit of a pain. And frankly, so are we. Sometimes we're a bit of a pain. And I came up with the idea of the father's curse. Now, I've never heard anybody invoke the father's curse. I've never heard anybody talk about the father's curse. I've, I, don't, I don't know that it exists outside of this conversation that Allison and I had, and now I'm sharing it with you. The father's curse is you're going to, you're going to marry somebody just like me. Now, that sounded so wonderful when it came out of my mouth, and mostly because the reaction I got was sheer horror. Allison was just devastated that I would have that kind of, of hope for her. No, Dad, no, there's no way. And I thought, well, I must be onto something. If I'm getting that kind of a reaction, the Father's curse, of course, Um so there, you can use that. You can borrow that. Offer the father's curse to your kids. Um, offer that they're going to marry somebody just like you or just like their dad or just like um, grandpa or anybody that, that you, can, you can get that kind of a reaction from. So I left it. I left it there and got her settled into college. Things were good. Well, Fast forward, and I don't remember how long it was. Fast forward, she was, and still is, kind of an introverted person, not really out on the social scene. She's at a very um, remote uh, school. She's at uh, BYU-Idaho in Rexburg, Idaho. If you've been to Rexburg, there's not a whole lot around there. Uh, They do have a Freddy's and a Walmart, which is probably about all you need. And um, she started seeing this guy. Now, the the way that that all came about, an interesting story that sometimes, uh, sometime I may I may share, but it all <laughs> kind of is founded in deceit and uh, and lies. She, uh, I think it was a roommate, her roommate and his roommate conspired to get them together and said that that they Allison and Justin wanted to to hang out with the other one, and that was not true at all. And uh, if Allison listens to this, she'll tell me how wrong I am about that. And we'll get her, maybe we'll get her on and she can tell the real story. So she starts hanging out with this guy. And this guy is a an amateur stand-up comic. And I had seen some some video of him doing his, uh, his uh, some of his sets. And it was just, just a fun interesting, um, outgoing guy. And so the way I heard about this relationship was on Facebook (laughs) and it wasn't an announcement on Facebook. It was just that her status, her relationship status changed. And I was, I got the notification. Allison's relationship status has changed to in a relationship with Justin. And I had no idea who this guy was. I had not heard anything about him. And so I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to expect. So I call her up, Allison, tell me what is going on? What is going on with this guy? And she sweetly and innocently uh, asked, um, what do you mean, dad? What guy? Uh, <laughs> this guy, Justin, what is a story? And so then she just kind of opened up and she said, oh, dad, he is just the greatest guy. And, and you know what, dad? He's just like you. 
Now, the problem with that statement is, number one, what if it's true? <laughs> then, then the father's curse actually came about. That could be a little bit scary. What, do I want my kids <laughs> to, to marry somebody just like me? And then number two is she's taken away any reason that I could come up with to hate the guy because all she has to do at that point is come back with, but dad, he's just like you. And I am not, <laughs> I'm not, I am not going to hate somebody. I'm not going to resist somebody. I'm not going to push her away from somebody if she thinks that he's just like me, because that is a little bit more self-incriminating than I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be. So I got to know him. It's just a fun, fun story. As I watched him, he came out to visit for a few days and uh, he was very open. He told me that he was very willing to answer any question at all that I had about his family life, about his formative years, about his um, experiences in life, etc. And so we were together for a week. We got to know each other a little bit. And the very last day that he was scheduled to be with us, he pulled me aside. And it wasn't the conversation that um, a lot of times <laughs> young men pull the father of their um, girlfriends <laughs> aside for. But he pulled me aside and he, saw, he said, I have a question for you. And I said, okay, shoot. We've been asking each other questions for the whole week. It's been a lot of fun. And he said, what's your impression of me? Wow. Wow. That's a big question because what if he gets an answer to that question? There's a, there's a chance that I might actually answer that question. And I did. I did answer it. And the way that I answered it was, um, of course, I, I joked around with him a little bit, but my answer to him was, I like Allison when she's with you. She is so much more Allison when she's with you. So I knew him for one week. I didn't know him well, but I know Allison really well. And I like Allison when they're together. The great thing about Allison was she wasn't clingy. She wasn't needy. She wasn't um, waiting for him to acknowledge or to um, reinforce anything about her, to, to compliment. She just was more of herself. And it was so wonderful to see. So I like Allison when she's with you. Well, they continued to date and, and sometime later he did ask that question. I, he told me that he was planning on proposing. My answer to him was, I hope she says yes, because I assumed she would, but I didn't know for sure. And again, I really like what he brought out in her. And I liked him when he was around her. I didn't feel like he was um, clingy or needy or anything at all either. And of course, I didn't know him quite as well. But I like Allison when she's with you. So they um, got engaged, they got married. And so now it's been almost nine years. It's eight and a half years that they've been married. I think that's right. Um, <laughs> again, if Allison listens to this, she'll tell me how wrong I am, which is fine. Um, eight and a half-ish years. And I still like Allison when they're together. They have a great 
friendship, a great relationship, a great banter back and forth. And she is more of herself when they're together. And I've got to know him a little bit and a little bit about his backstory and his family and what went well when he was growing up and what didn't go well when he was growing up and what challenges he has with his own family and and the things that he loves about his family. I got to know all that. And and um, the, the nice thing about the relationship that we have, we live fairly close to each other. We're about a, an hour-ish away from each other. Um, and uh, so we see each other on a fairly regular basis a couple times a month. And we get to just hang out and, and experience things. He was over for dinner yesterday. And um, he likes hot sauces. I like hot sauces. So he made a jalapeno ranch dressing, which he brought over for our dinner. We had um, uh, steaks that uh, I made with a lot of different vegetables, and and he brought this dressing, and he has, as he has experimented with other things, um, lacto-fermented garlic in honey. He brought some of that over, and he's just become part of the family. And um, so there's the story. That's, That's the story. So the question that is going to be kind of a recurring question on the podcast, how much influence do I have in my kids, the choices that they make in the relationships that they have, and the people that they decide to spend the, their lives with? And the answer is, I don't have an answer. We have, I think, to some degree, we have a tremendous amount of influence. And to some extent, we have zero influence because anything outside of ourselves we don't have much I should say control we don't have any control we have influence we don't have control and uh, on this podcast as time goes on and in my private coaching practice we're talking about how do we get people how do we get our kids to choose the right partner and um, I've had great success right now I'm three for three that's 100% (laughs) my kids are choosing the right partner and um, so there you go. There's a story. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, Allison and Justin. Maybe we'll talk about Carissa and Race at some point, or Brendan and Cheyenne and their experience. The, my other kids are a little bit younger to be choosing life partners. I've got a 16 and an 18-year-old. But um, this is a, it's a fun conversation. I think you can invoke the Father's curse. You can have your kids choose somebody just like you. And... Um, If that's not what you want, then let's talk about that too. In the meantime, so glad you're here. So glad you're listening. So glad we get to have this conversation talking about relationships. I love connecting with people. I love the deep relationship connections that we can have with each other. And um, I want to help you have those as well. So keep listening and we'll talk more. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Untoxic Positivity. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember, the relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to feel a deeper connection with the important people in your life, or if you just want to get along with your in-laws, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at Ken at KenWilliamsCoaching.com or find the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, keep spreading untoxic positivity everywhere.